0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Autumn Witch Podcast. I'm Jo, and I'm going to be talking to you today about overwhelm. Right then, if you're new to the podcast this week, I am a solitary British pagan, and I live on the south coast, and I thought for the longest time I was an eclectic witch, As the years have gone by and I've looked in at my practice and out at my understanding of the world, I have come to understand that I am more of a traditional witch in the Celtic sense of the word, which, as I look at it, goes hand in hand with the British Isles where I was born, where I've grown up and where I live. I spent the first 20 years of my life being raised inside a matriarchal religious family and then I spent the next 10 years of my life trying to work out why I'd felt so different and why it didn't work for me. And then I've spent the most recent 10 to 15 years of my life getting comfortable with myself, my path, who I am, and learning to accept myself and the world around me. And that is by no means a finished job. (laughs) There is still work to be done. Lots of it. There is still shadow work to be done. Lots of it. And I'm still searching for grace. And I think personally that these are things that a lot of us do I have often looked out at the spiritual community and longed for it to be something more than it is, to be more connected. Now, there is a spiritual community down here where I live, but it's never been quite what I was hoping for. Now, obviously, these issues of expectation and not being able to find what I'm after live with me. But in recent years, it has made me question whether or not there are more people like me out there in the community who are looking for something that has the opportunity to give us more involvement, but not completely overwhelm us. A lot of the women I know, under the spiritual umbrella, have very busy lives. They are juggling children or jobs or both, or parents or in-laws or both, and they are running, even if their children are grown or they're child-free, they're running homes and juggling all the things And it leaves us with quite a response sense of responsibility and very little time. Now, time is something of a double edged sword. You read a lot of these posts online about time isn't your enemy. It's you. You're just not managing time properly. And if you want to make time to achieve things, you just need to get up that hour earlier in the morning. And, you know, all these things are true. Sort of. But all these things also become just another straw on our backs of the weight that we carry. And it's because these things sound so logical and sound so right that we can punish ourselves for all the things that we're not doing. And this is why I want to look at overwhelm this week, especially as where we are at the moment going through the virus and the isolation and all the lockdown businesses. And I don't know about you, but I can find these lockdowns overwhelming, even though I'm not alone, or, or perhaps because I'm not alone. I love my humans dearly, but my little introverted soul would just love a half an hour's breathing space. And I know that sounds ungrateful to someone who is perhaps locking down alone. But these lockdowns bring with them a variety of problems for all of us. And overwhelm is a part of everyday life, I think, at the moment. But when we are drawn to look at or called to make changes to our spiritual life, we can really start to feel like we don't have the time. I remember being in my early 20s and having a strong sense of knowing there was something out there for me that I was searching for, that there was something calling my name. But I didn't know what it was, I didn't know where to start or how to find it. I didn't know that paganism was a thing, that witchery was out there, that there were actually people in real life who believed in energy and manifestation and the power of magic and nature. And so when I stumbled across my first book, it was about how to use a pendulum, I remember reading it and I I couldn't make up my mind whether I thought it was a joke And that it was written for fun and i was missing the point or whether it was something real it felt real i wanted it to be real it felt like a relief closely followed by pretty much abject panic because there was something out there for me but i was already 20 years behind And I've had all this time, and I could have been so much further on in my understanding. It was like I was 20 years too late. I was already having to catch up. I'd already missed the boat. And there is this old adage, words, there is this old adage, sorry, and it sounds trite, but it doesn't stop it being true. And that is, everything comes to us at the right time. And I hear that now, and I know it's right, but it still doesn't stop those moments when I hear about a practice that I haven't heard of before, but it resonates with me. It still doesn't stop that little fissure of panic in my stomach that makes my brain feed me all these messages. You should have already done the research. You should have read more. You should have studied more. You should have worked harder. All the, I should, I should, I should, I should. And I know that's dumb but it still doesn't stop me from doing it. So firstly, let's confirm what we know. We know that things things come to us at the right time in our lives. We know that they come to us when they're supposed to. And we know that if those things came any earlier, we wouldn't be ready. We wouldn't be able to understand the messages or put them in the right places in our lives. But just because we know this, doesn't mean we always listen and this week on the pod we're going to look at ways of making these feelings of overwhelm easier to deal with we're going to look at how to get the the journey of studying for our spiritual practice under control and firstly we're going to start with free resources now The internet is as much an encyclopedia as it is a dumpster fire as far as knowledge is concerned. You can get lost down the rabbit hole and spend hours, days and weeks and still not come up with the answers to the questions that you started with. However, the internet is free. YouTube is a great resource. That is also free. So my advice to you would be to find people that you like, Find voices and people whose energy resonates with you. And even if it's their aesthetic that draws you in, because I think I'm going to get slightly off topic now, as is my way. For those of you who have heard about this witch talk business that really jumped in popularity, especially through the lockdown, as did TikTok, but there's a whole movement on TikTok called Witch Talk. And it's a mix of ages. But as you can imagine, there's a great deal of youth, a lot of young girls doing witch-centric and witch-aesthetic videos, and it's getting a lot of views. And there are interviews and blog posts with some of these girls who are talking about how they had absolutely no interest in witchery and paganism until they saw witch talk on TikTok, wanted to have a go at the videos themselves, and they were interested in views. And there's a lot of drum banging going on about this in the community, about how these people have come to witchery and paganism for the wrong reasons and blah, 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 blah. There's, I've even heard, it's exploitation and and just all the things. And, you know, I don't support that. This may just be what got a whole new generation of young pagans through the door. So if you are enchanted by the aesthetic of witchery, that's fine. If that's what resonates with you, that's fine. And if that isn't how you stumbled into witchery and paganism, that's fine too. However you've got here, it's a part of your journey. It's a part of your story. And there are some really lovely, lovely videos on Witch Talk that have just a real pure vibe and they're joyful. And if you want to write off a couple of hours and label it as research... What a great way to spend an afternoon or an evening. If you've got a bit of time, and once the world goes back to normal, if you're a commuter, slap your headphones in and spend some time on Witch Talk. It's such a lot of fun. So these platforms, YouTube, Witch Talk, podcasting and Instagram, head through the social media and pick the energy and the vibe and the voices that work for you and have fun with it. Enjoy it. And you're going to be able to work out very quickly what it is about these people and their vibe that works for you. Because what you're doing in these early days of research is trying to educate your mind on the kind of pagan and on the kind of pathway that you want to have and be. All the real heavy work can come later if that's something that that you want to do, You can do priestess training. You can join the order of the bards and druids. There are lots of institutions that you can become a part of. There are lots of pathways that you can train for if that's the way you choose to go. But you don't need to get caught up in the worry of that in the beginning. In the beginning, it's just about learning who you are. It's just about getting comfortable being you. If you are coming to witchery for witchcraft and you have already a religious or faith-based faith past, goodness me, that's fine. I know there's a lot of talk um, out there about pagans, And again, I will get very slightly off topic because this is a, a little bit of a controversial subject. Um, as there is no getting away from the fact that being a Christian witch has its problems But not from the pagan perspective. It has its problems from the Christian perspective. Because witchcraft and paganisms in all its forms is not accepted by Christianity. But that isn't for a pagan to point out and judge, I don't think. It always causes something of a conundrum in my mind. Because in the very literal sense, being a paganism, by the way it's laid out in language insinuates that Christianity comes first. It's the first part. And paganism comes second, Christo-pagan. And I think it would always make better sense to me to be a pagan Christian witch, where the paganism comes first and you acknowledge that you are choosing the parts of Christianity to weave into your paganism, which in its form would make you a true eclectic witch. Because there is no getting away from the fact that Christianity has spent centuries trying to eradicate paganism in all its forms. But again, that's me getting slightly controversial. But I imagine we all have opinions about this evocative topic. And having opinions is fine, as long as we are prepared to grow and evolve our mindsets and be amongst each other without judgment. Because someone else's chosen path isn't ours. And we are all different and different is good. So, getting back on topic. If you are a person that's always short on time, as I am, and constantly find themselves having all things to do, it's important to allow yourself the time to give yourself permission to work on your spiritual and emotional choices. And granting yourself permission is what's key here. Set yourself a window of time And take yourself off with your iPad, phone or laptop, your screen of choice and have fun with the free resources, YouTube, podcast, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. Grant yourself that time. Write it in as study time, because these are your initial forays into understanding and learning what you want to bring to your path. So that's number one. And I say start there because it's free. I also say start there because it's fun. Go into this task wanting to have fun. Plan to do it with a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Plan to do it with a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate. However you relax and chill out, plan to do it that way. And go in consciously telling yourself before you start that this isn't you beating yourself up about all the information that everybody else already knows and you feel like you should know. This is you taking steps to choose what you do want and what you don't want your path to look like. Now, there is a disclaimer that goes along with this advice because this is me and I always like to get my disclaimer in. The disclaimer is, please do not rush out and buy every single book that you see people recommend because you will end up with a 50-strong to-be-read pile of all kinds of books, which will create a task for yourself that feels overwhelming and unmanageable. If, when you're doing this first stage of research, there are things that resonate with you, my advice would be to make a list, even a wish list on Amazon, and sit on it for a couple of weeks to a month before you go break in the bank. During this time, prioritise the books that you want, because you will get a lot of book wrecks once you go online. My advice would also be, don't buy all of them at once. Buy two or three, and be prepared to flick through them at the start. Now, I can only talk about myself here, but I am an avid fiction reader. I can go through a couple of books a week. But when it comes to factual books, research and spirituality, It's not a quick process. You can pick out the bits and pieces from the chapters that you're instantly drawn to. But if you want to be taking in every word, you need to give yourself some time. And don't beat yourself up because you feel really enthusiastic, but don't seem to be able to pour through it quickly enough. If you get to the end of a chapter one or chapter two and you feel like you can't go any further, Put the book down and give yourself a rest. It's a lot to take in. Because your brain and your soul and your energy is all trying to process these new facts and understandings and information that you're feeding it, and it does take time. Not only that, but once you start reading, you want to give the information time to brew in your brain because you will find that your dreams change and your intuition changes, and your thought pattern will change and if you went through these books like a dose of salts you won't give yourself the time to acclimate and that's where the brain and our sentient selves the essence that is uniquely us that's where all these things come together and we want to give those things the time they need to process all this new information that we're putting in imagine it like upgrading a pc you know sometimes <laughs> The download is, it takes a long time. So number one, have fun with the internet and social media. Number two, make a list of books, but don't buy them. And when you are ready to start buying them, only buy a couple at a time. Don't feel like you need to hold on to every book you purchase either. I was chatting on YouTube about this not long ago I still have one of the first books I ever bought, even though it doesn't resonate with me anymore. I keep it because it was one of the first ones. However, there have been dozens of books along the way that I've put back on Amazon, passed along to other people, put in bags and sent to the charity shop because I like to keep my reading material tight. Also, if I have free shelf space, I can always find another book to put there, you know? But don't feel like you have to hold on to every little thing. But before you do either of these things, it's best to start with yourself, at which point you are going to need a journal. And if journaling doesn't work for you, then get yourself a Word document or a pages document on your PC, an audio audio file on your phone, or even if you want to make a video diary of yourself, however you want to do this first initial journaling is up to you and before you start anything you need to calm the mind so if you meditate do a meditation first if you don't meditate or you want to and you've never tried start with one of the 10-minute sessions on one of the Calm or Headspace apps meditation helps to free the mind but meditation is a muscle and so it takes working out if you're looking for a more spiritual based meditation Uh, The Honest Boys or Jason Stevenson on YouTube are very good. Again, I'll leave links in the comments. But meditation helps to get your mind in the right space. It switches off all the crazy thoughts that constantly fly about. Once you've got some calm, sit down with your diary or recording device of choice and make notes on what you want your path to look like what you envision your pagan journey to be. It's very interesting. I've read some of my early journal entries and I haven't evolved into a traditional witch. I always was one, I just didn't know it back then because I didn't know or understand what a traditional witch was. And the idea of doing this journaling is that you do it once before you start and then you do your first set of online research, and then you journal again, and then after a period of reading, you journal again. Because the thing is this, our subconscious mind already knows what we are. It's just waiting for us to quieten our mind enough for that knowledge to rise to the surface. And the reason you start with journaling about you and what you want your path to look like is because it will probably surprise you with how much you already know and understand, but you just didn't realise. It will raise those feelings that have always been there. Not only that, but doing it this way means that you journal three times. Now I talk an awful lot about how my practice is divisible by three. Repetition makes for powerful magic. And doing it three times will enable you to lift out the common themes. So here are some places to start. And I want you to allow yourself three months or 12 weeks, because we like to do things in multiples of three, and enjoy the time of being free. Set no goals for yourself. If you pick up a couple of practices in this time and they become a part of your day-to-day, that's fine. Because the point here is for you to get comfortable with yourself and what you want. So that's one. The other thing that you will probably find that jumps into your orbit during this period of research is divination. Once you start on this path, you will find lots of pagans and witches talking about the different types of divination and what they use it for. Everything from tarot cards to mirrors to fire to runes, there are all kinds of methods. And again, it's the same practice as buying books. Add the decks to your wish list and sit on them for a few weeks because you will stumble across more decks as each day goes by and they will all vie to be your favourite. Not only that, tarot and oracle decks can be an expensive pastime, as well I know. I did make a video on YouTube last week uh, about the differences between Tarot and Oracle or even Tarot and Oracle, Fallen over my words now, and where to get started. Um, I'll tag that in the comments below for those that are interested. Now, these are good places to start on your journey, but I also have to tell you that you don't need to gather anything. There is plenty to be found within nature that can be used in your path, and you don't need to buy books or decks or tools. The power of magic comes from focus. Physical objects merely help us to fine tune that focus. But it is also okay to want to use beautiful things for your practice. And all this leads me on to spiritual gatekeepers who will take your money. Now, there are lots of very good people in the spiritual community who want to help you, but have a fee. And they are quite right to have a fee, because energy has to be balanced. Paganism is all about equal balance and a fair exchange. So if someone is providing you with a service, they are entitled to be remunerated for their time and energy and input. So I am not for one minute saying that there aren't services out there that shouldn't be paid for. There are. However... For every 25 spiritual service providers out there that are good, there are equal, if not double, who aren't. There are people out there trading for no other reason than financial gain. There are people out there who are trading on their own egos and not on the benefit of the service they can provide for you. Because to my way of thinking, one of the things about the spiritual community as a whole, and think about how vast that is, is one of the things we lack as a community because, is because we are so fractured because pagans of all paths literally means exactly that. There is a wide variety of us and it's very difficult for us to come together when we're not all following the same format as organised religion does. But that doesn't mean that we don't all have similar end goals of emotional and spiritual growth the wellness of ourselves and our loved ones and the planet around us, and the belief and desire to protect nature and learn from nature's cycles. This is where spiritual gatekeeping of the worst kind continues to aid the fracturing of our large community because it leaves us gun-shy. Now, as as far as paying for services is concerned, it's important to do your research, check reviews, listen to word of mouth, Don't be made to feel beholden. Don't think that once you've started on a particular training course or on a particular teaching or healing method that you need to continue. If it doesn't feel right and it doesn't resonate, don't do it. If it's tarot readings that you're looking for, use exactly the same premise. If you don't know where to begin and you're looking for a tarot reading, I would start with Etsy. There are lots of talented readers there. You can see how long they've been trading for, you can read all their reviews, and you can get a fair idea on price before you start. If it's a tarot reader that lives near you, how long have they been working there? Do you hear much about them? Because this will give you a good idea of how reputable they are. Now I know this week has been quite long-winded with a lot of topics that I've covered very briefly and some controversial ones too and I've made notes to keep myself firmly on topic because I think it would be really easy to kind of get lost inside this subject. But this is why I've started the podcast and why I do YouTube, because I do believe that our community could be more unified, even with all our differences. But if you'd like me to cover any of today's topics in more depth, do get in touch. I hope it's been helpful this week and given you something to think about. If you have found it useful and you've enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate a review on the podcast as it would help other people to find it. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the archetypes of maiden, mother and crone and how that applies to us no matter what age or gender we are. I'll leave all the links below, including my Facebook and Instagram and everything I've mentioned about other channels. Do take care and do stay safe, lovely people. Bright blessings.